Hello, everyone, and welcome to Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I am your host, author Liz Tolsma, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me for this premiere episode of this brand new podcast. I had been podcasting about World War II fiction, and I will continue to talk about World War II fiction. You might see me leaning a lot toward it just because it is my favorite genre both to read and to write, but I decided to expand my horizons because there are so many good, good historical fiction books out there right now, and so we have lots to talk about. We're going to have news of new releases. We are going to have interviews with some of the authors that we talk about, and we are also going to have some reviews. And I'll let you know what I think about some of the Christian historical fiction out there right now. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. There is so much to talk about, as I said. The book that is getting the biggest buzz right now, I would have to say, in the industry is Jamie Jo Wright's newest book. I have heard nothing but terrific things about it. It should have been delivered to my Kindle by now, and I'm so anxious to read it. Jamie, if you've read any of her books, you know that she is an amazing author and that she does a fabulous job with her books. Now, I guess some of you could argue that she isn't a strictly historical author because her books are split fiction, but we're going to consider split fiction historical fiction for the sake of this podcast because split fiction is really a movement inside of historical fiction. You have to be able to write historical fiction well in order to be able to write split fiction well. And Jamie is a master of both the historical timeline and the contemporary timeline. For those of you not familiar with Jamie, she writes romantic suspenses or just sometimes plain straight suspenses. They aren't really creepy or scary. I was leery about reading her for the very first time because I don't necessarily like being creeped out and I don't like being scared especially since I read at bedtime, so I wasn't sure about it. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to fall asleep after I read her books, but they are just so well done and so captivating, and they aren't creepy in a bad sense. They're just creepy in a good sense. And let me read the description of Haunting at Bonaventure Circus. In 1928, the Bonaventure Circus is a refuge for many, but Pippa Riley was rejected from its inner circle as a baby. When she receives mysterious messages from someone called the Watchman, she is determined to find him and the connection to her birth. As Pippa's search leads her to a man seeking justice for his murdered sister and evidence that a serial killer has been haunting the circus train, she must decide if uncovering her roots is worth putting herself directly in the path of the killer. Meanwhile, in the present day, the old circus train depot will either be torn down or preserved for historical importance, and its future rests on real estate project manager Chandler Falk's shoulders. 
As she dives deep into the depot's history, she's also balancing a newly diagnosed autoimmune disease and the pressures of single motherhood. When she discovers clues to the unsolved murders of the past, Chandler is pulled into a story far darker and more haunting than even an abandoned train depot could portend. Just sounds amazing. I happen to know that Jamie has a special connection to the circus and all things circus. I won't tell you exactly what that is because I hope to have her on here and she can tell you herself, but she should be an expert at the circus. And so I'm especially looking forward to the book because of that connection that she has to it. So definitely check out Haunting at Bonaventure Circus by Jamie Jo Wright. Just so that you know, you can find all of the information about these books on the show's website, and I will link to that at the end, and you can find links to the books there. Another book that's coming out that I am very, very excited about is by Rosanna M. White. She is another author that's very well known in the Christian historical circle, and her new book is actually the third book in a series called The Codebreakers. And this one is A Portrait of Loyalty. And I chose to feature it because it sounds like it is really good as well. This is a World War I era book, but with a really different twist to it. So let's find out a little bit about the book. Zivin Marin was one of Russia's top cryptographers until the October Revolution tore apart his world. Forced to flee after speaking out against Lenin and separated from his brother along the way, he arrives in England driven by a growing anger and determination to offer his services to the Brits. Lily Blackwell sees the world best through the lens of a camera and possesses unsurpassed skill when it comes to retouching and recreating photographs. With her father's connections in propaganda, she's recruited to the intelligence division, even though her mother would disapprove. After Captain Blackwell invites Zivin to dinner one evening, a friendship blooms between him and Lily. He sees patterns in what she deems chaos. She sees beauty in a world he thought destroyed. But both have secrets they're unwilling to share. When her photographs reveal that someone has been following Zivin, his loyalties are called into question, and his enemies are discovered to be far closer than he'd feared. And I've read some of the reviews of this book, too. It is getting fabulous reviews, a lot of great buzz. People are really, really loving this book. It's a, a romance, but it has that little bit of intrigue in there, a very different take on World War I. So if you are a fan of Rosanna M. White, and I know that there are many of you out there, and if you are a fan of war stories, including World War I, and are looking for something with a little bit of a different twist, I would highly recommend A Portrait of Loyalty. This is the third book in the Codebreakers series, but it sounds like it can be read as a standalone book, and it's one that I'm going to be sure to be checking out myself. 
And finally, we have Under the Tulip Tree by Michelle Shockley. This one is getting a lot of good reviews as well and sounds really good. A different take on things. And actually, even though it's historical fiction, it's quite timely for the world that we are living in right now. So let's hear a little bit about Under the Tulip Tree. 16-year-old Lorena Leland's dreams of a rich and fulfilling life as a writer are dashed when the stock market crashes in 1929. Seven years into the Great Depression, Rena's banker father has retreated into the bottle. Her sister is married to a lazy charlatan and gambler, and Rena is an unemployed newspaper reporter. Eager for any writing job, Rena accepts a position interviewing former slaves for the Federal Writers Project. There she meets Frankie Washington, a 101-year-old woman whose honest yet tragic past captivates Rena. As Frankie recounts her life as a slave, Rena is horrified to learn of all the older woman has endured, especially because Rena's ancestors owned slaves. While Frankie's story challenges Rena's preconceptions about slavery, it also connects the two women whose lives are separated otherwise by age, race, and circumstances. But will this bond of respect, admiration, and friendship be broken by a revelation neither woman sees coming? Now, doesn't that sound good? And like I said, so very timely for the world that we are living in right now. I just am really looking forward to reading this book. I'm going to put it on my to-be-read pile. Michelle Shockley, I have to admit I have heard of her before, but I have not read anything by her yet, at least not that I recall. So she will be a new-to-me author, but this sounds like an absolutely amazing book, and I have read some reviews of it, some pre-reviews of it, and it is getting really good buzz, and everybody who has read it so far seems to really be enjoying it. So this is something that you may want to look at and put on your to-be-read pile. Now I'm going to move on to a review. For those of you who are coming over from my World War II fiction podcast, I want to thank you for sticking with me and being loyal to me. We will still be talking about World War II books and we will still be reviewing them. And we will even have some World War II authors on. So I promised you on the last episode of my World War II Fiction Talk podcast a review of The London Restoration by Rachel McMillan. This book is sure to appeal to everyone who loves historical fiction. It is set actually just after World War II in London, but it does have flashbacks to World War II. Again, just a little bit about the book. The secrets that might save a nation could shatter a marriage. Madly in love, Diana Foyle and Brent Somerville married in London as the bombs of World War II dropped on their beloved city. Without time for a honeymoon, the couple spent the next four years apart. Diana, an architectural historian, took a top-secret intelligence post at Bletchley Park. Brent, a professor of theology at King's College, believed his wife was working for the Foreign Office 
as a translator when he was injured in an attack on the European front. Now that the war is over, the Somerville's long-anticipated reunion is strained by everything they cannot speak of. Diana's extensive knowledge of London's churches could help bring down a Russian agent named Eternity. She's eager to help MI6 thwart communist efforts to start a new war. But because of the Official Secrets Act, Diana can't tell Brent the truth about her work. Determined to save their marriage and rebuild the city they call home, Diana and Brent's love is put to the ultimate test as they navigate the rubble of war and the ruins of broken trust. I have to tell you all, I absolutely loved this book. It was so very, very good. It is written a little bit differently. It is narrative fiction, mostly. So it's in this most beautiful prose. Rachel McMillan just has this lovely way with words. And she can really paint a picture and set the scene for you. London becomes like one of the characters in the book. One of the reviewers I read said that the London Restoration really is a love note to London. And it is. The city is highlighted in it. The characters love this little piece of the world. And that shines through in the book. It's very clear that Rachel has spent an extensive amount of time in this city, that she knows it like the back of her hand. And also the churches that are mentioned in the city, she knows those personally as well. It just is very clear throughout the book that this is a subject she is passionate about. It is a place that she is passionate about, and it is something that she knows very well. I loved Diana and Brent together. They were really struggling to reconnect after the war. They had this amazing romance and they married in a church during the London Blitz. And immediately after their wedding, Brent ships off to service and Diana goes to work for the foreign office. Now, Brent believes that she's a translator but she is actually working as a spy, listening to German radio transmissions to try to figure out codes. And she's a code breaker is really what she is. And it's her knowledge of certain things that help her to break these codes. But after the war, she is forced to sign what is called the Official Secrets Act which means that she can never, ever speak of what she did during the war. As soon as the war is over, someone that she had worked with during the war recruits her to work trying to capture this Russian spy called Eternity. And because of her knowledge of London's churches, it's why she gets pulled into this. And when she's pulled into this, Brent is also pulled into it, unaware of what is going on. And she can't tell him. And it's very frustrating. And it thwarts their, what should be joyful reunion after four years apart. So I really loved the characters. And I loved the conflict that was between the two characters. And I loved how they tried so desperately to find their way back 
to each other and to rekindle that romance that they had before the war. I think the characters were well drawn and well thought out and the conflict was real and believable. Just very well done on Rachel's part. Now, what didn't I like about this book or what didn't I like so much about this book? Well, there's not an awful lot that I didn't like about it. It really is very well written. It's a fabulous book. Having said that, I am not as familiar with London as Rachel is. So for me to picture where these churches are located within the city of London was a little bit difficult. And part of me wanted to look up what these churches looked like, but I didn't want to stop my reading in order to do that. I think a map along with the book would have been fabulous, either a map in the front or the back of the book or somewhere, a map so that we can maybe follow a little bit better where these churches are all in relation to each other and how the city of London is laid out, because I think that would have really helped me to just to visualize it a little bit better. Like I said, Rachel has such a beautiful way with words that you can really picture it. That's just a minor criticism. It really didn't take away from my enjoyment of the book. I was able to follow everything. I knew what she was talking about. She distinguished the churches very well. And so I thought that was just a minor little point, something that could have just brought the story up one step for me. But I would give The London Restoration by Rachel McMillan four and a half stars. Just a reminder that you can find the information for all of these books that we have talked about and some buy links for them as well on the podcast website, which is christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com. Again, that website is christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com. So if any of these sound interesting to you and you'd like to pick one of them up, go ahead and take a look at those show notes and you'll find the links right there. Also, I would love it if you would stop over at my website, which is liztolsma.com and check out what I have going on over there. I have some new releases coming up as well. Just released was a repackaging of my very first published work of fiction, a Christmas novella called Under His Wings, and that is now in the collection called A Joyful Christmas. So there are a lot of great authors that are part of that collection, so you might want to check that out. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. I plan on doing a show closer to Christmas about some Christmas historical fiction books. And then as well, I have a World War II book releasing at the end of September called The Refrain Within, and I will leave a link for that in the show notes as well, or you can check out more about that on my website. Well, that brings us to a close of our premiere episode of Historical Christian Fiction Talk. Thank you so very much for joining me, and please join me next time here on Christian Historical Fiction Talk when we will have a very special guest along with us. I'm going to keep you in suspense. We'll reveal that the next time around. Thank you so much and we will see you next time.